0: Oh boy, oh boy, were there a whirlwind of information as we drive in this highway of information every day. But yesterday, I would say around the uh, ripe time of 5 o'clock, there was a lot of things coming out about Juan Aaron Charles Rogers I want to get to. But you got to uh, rewind the clock a little bit. We got to say good morning to our guy Rowdy. Good morning, Rowdy. How we doing today outside of uh, the Razor's Edge, which we'll get to in about 50 minutes.
1: Living the dream as always. <laughs> that a baby. Looking forward to all the Scott and Charlie calls.
0: Oh, uh, one could only be so blessed. And everyone else in between at 608-321-1670. Uh, you say good morning, Rowdy. We have a lot of uh, what could have been in the razor's edge. The night started out well because Rowdy... I'm were,
1: done with college basketball. There, l- last You, know, you night,
0: were shooting from the hip yesterday, right? Last night, tracks.
1: if you would have had a recording of me, you definitely would have... Learned probably a few words. Uh, It was very colorful language. And I also was probably, well, not probably. I was thinking to myself, I'm so done with basketball as a sport. (laughs) Let the Badgers just get massacred these last two games. And let's just call it a year. I'm done with this. Now, Rowdy,
0: the Badgers weren't even playing last night. And this is what you thought about the Badgers. So if if you were to cut Rowdy
1: last night. I also came up with the idea. I'm not doing a NCAA bracket this year. I'm done with this. Don't sport. you usually do like four of them and run your own bracket? Not this year. You're gonna.
0: How long have you been running your own bracket?
1: Ten to fifteen years. And
0: you're throwing it. You're throwing it all away because of the razor's edge. Last night? College
1: basketball.
0: So as as Rowdy was screaming into the abyss about college basketball. Uh, I was at a concert last night. Bob Weir, who is one of the founding members of the Grateful Dead, he is a uh, rhythm guitarist, uh, wrote a lot of the songs, obviously huge in, you know, classic, well, it is classic rock now, uh, jam bands, so it was Rowdy was screaming obscenities. I was surrounded by free love, karma, and hippies last Sounds night. Sounds awful. Rowdy. Karma, man, karma, karma. I have some, uh, a very interesting story from last night about what unfolded before the show. I was actually with Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show. Uh, Grant Bills, this was his idea to go to this concert last night. I uh, prefer to do my concerts Friday and Saturday nights. I will sneak off on a school night and do it. But my God, Bob Weir, who is 75 years old, the dude dude was rocking well past 1130, and I'm like, I need to get home. I have to go to bed.
1: What time did it start?
0: 8, 9? There was no opener. So he hit the stage at about eight ten rowdy. he was He went over three hours the seventy five year old guy. In fact, there was an intermission uh, in between both sets. Many thought that he had died backstage. It was taking so long for him to get back on stage. Uh, one of our guys, Marquette Ron, who I was with, looked at me and said. I have a bad feeling that something happened backstage. He's not in the greatest health. (laughs) He may have died. I'm like, (laughs) like, what did you just say, Ron? He's like, yeah, I heard he wasn't in the greatest of uh, health. This is actually his last tour before he completely calls it quits. I had a bad feeling going into the show that something health-wise might happen. Like, are you insinuating that Bob Weir died backstage at the Sylvie? He's like, I I don't know. I don't have a good feeling. That'd be quite a story. (laughs) They literally had intermission for like 50 minutes. And, you know, Deadheads Rowdy, all these people there are a lot older than I. I'm like, but, but the concert wasn't even that loud, by the way. It was like a very, I mean, it was loud. Don't get me wrong, it was a concert. But it wasn't like loud, loud like a concert. you know Incubus when you went saw Incubus at the yeah. Sylvie? How, or Cannons, how loud it was? Like, take that down. Like, if that was a 10
1: that you were at. Well, was, I mean, the music you're playing right now is not very loud music. Hey. If Cannons or um,
0: Incubus where you were at at the Sylvie was a 10 on the scale of 0 to 10, Last night's concert was like a six. It was very... You could even have casual conversations. It was pretty nice. Yeah, but Bob Weir did not die, by the way. He came back out and he continued to he rock. He is alive. Yeah, he is... I'm happy to report that Bob Weir is alive. Dead or he,
1: alive. He, Bob Weir. Bon Jovi. Don't
0: disappoint Scott like that. Speaking of Scott. Well, yeah, he didn't die. Happy to report. He came back and he kept rocking. And I'm like, I need to get the hell out of here. I got to uh, go home. Go to bed. 4 a.m. comes quick. So, Rowdy, before, though... You were bitching about college basketball, and now love we'll to get to this possibly swearing off March Madness. Um, I was sitting at my house waiting for Grant Bills to come to my house, so I could, you know, get him in my car. We'll have a beer, get him in my car, and then take him down to the Sylvie. But in that time frame of myself waiting, a certain and a uh, former NFL player got on Instagram and congratulated someone on having a hell of a career. Now, before that, let's rewind it. Brian Gutekunst, the Packers GM, was on the podium, right? And he was talking to the media yesterday, how we talked about this nearing the end of our show, uh, talking about how they haven't heard of Aaron Rodgers, heard from Aaron Rodgers, they haven't sat down, you know, they haven't had much to say, and we're waiting on Aaron Rodgers, we're going to give him until uh, March 15th, kind of, let you know when free agency begin. Well, what happened a little later? I don't know if you saw this, Rowdy, Aaron Rodgers has resurfaced on a oh, we platform. Heard. On a platform. <laughs> not, not, not him coming out Cam of the hobbit soda not, not Cam Soda, the adult entertainment company. Uh, this is a guy named Aubrey Marcus. Aubrey Marcus is, I don't even know how to describe this guy. He is like Aaron, how Aaron Rodgers thinks now, but on some kind of all-natural steroids. Aubrey Marcus is a big guy in the psychedelics. He's got a a podcast of his own that I think is kind of big. He he is the reason why Aaron Rodgers started dating Blue of Earth. You know the how would you I would describe the Blue of Earth people kind of like the new age deadheads who I saw last night at Bob Weir. They're free love, free spirit, love psychedelics, love o- opening up their mind, thinking about new things and thinking that uh because they do this, they some have some kind of betterness over other people. Am I wrong in saying that about the, psychedel- the New Age psychedelic crew? Like the blue of Earths? How would you describe them, Rowdy? You're more, you're more different than I am of describing people.
1: Um, just the word you used. Different. Yeah, th- weird, different. Weird. I don't hang out with them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> New Age deadheads. Except I don't know if they listen to the Grateful Dead. They probably listen to like, um, people hitting triangles and monks
1: humming. So that's kind of Aubrey Marcus. I'm already out on this story. I'm ready. Can we like fast forward? No, 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 no. Can we fast you forward to this. two weeks? To Badgers are done. stuff's over. Aaron Rodgers sat
0: down with Aubrey Marcus. Their podcast they're doing together will debut Unleashed today. Here is the snippet of the Aubrey Marcus, Aaron Rodgers podcast. The podcast, Rowdy. Says this right here. Aubrey Marcus tweets out tomorrow, which is today. Tomorrow, Aaron Rodgers, myself, subscribe to the Aubrey Marcus podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or get notification when the episode drops. It's, here it is footage from my documentary about the darkness. Quote, awake in the darkness. So it was a money a grab. grab. Aubrey Marcus did his own, well, he has his own podcast, but he has now his own documentary called Awake in the Darkness, and Aaron Rodgers is in it. Here is the clip, the teaser, before that drops later today. And this is Aaron. You're going to love this, Rowdy.
1: I'm sure I'm going to roll my eyes. I'm getting ready to roll off. You're going to love it. It's 41 seconds long. I'm going to play it.
0: Here is Aubrey Marcus with Aaron Rodgers debuting a clip about the new documentary that they've created called Awake in the Darkness. Take
2: a listen. Out of the Black. Mm -hmm. Not too many people I know have done that journey. There's two choices the person has. Wait for the world to bring the darkness upon them, or they can go out and find the darkness and prepare for the inevitable
3: challenges that the world brings. And just kind of let whatever was going to come in, come in. And it did a lot of great contemplation around, you know, how I show up in the world and, and then, uh, you know, I spent parts of uh, a couple of days imagining what it would be like to uh, retire and then imagining what it would be like to continue to play.
0: New podcast tomorrow. There, there's the snippet rowdy. Aaron Rodgers took on the darkness and he contemplated for a while. What it would be like not to play? And he contemplated a while. What it would be like not to play. Awake in the darkness. It comes out today.
1: What a fraud. What a fraud. First, originally, it was going to be four days. I think it was four days. Then it turns out to be two days. I never
0: confirmed there was a two days on that, though.
1: And then everyone knows that by all of their accounts that your first 24 hours is just sleeping. So really, it was <laughs> just one day. So I looked into the, the two-day thing. Ben was wrong.
0: There, there, I can find nowhere where it says Aaron Rodgers only did two days. So I'm going to go with what has happened that he did spend four days because I can't find anywhere where it says just two days. I think Ben was doing the fake news approach that he likes to do even though he went to journalist school. Which actually, fake news is big in a journalism school, is it not? Like, I, think that's what the, I think that's what the master the is. You want to try
1: was. and find peace? You want to try and find inner peace? Get absolutely screwed in two basketball games and try not to yell. That's inner peace.
0: <laughs> Doesn't sound like it's inner peace for you, Rowdy. You haven't found inner peace yet with the razor's edge. But there's more from yesterday, Rowdy. There's more. I found that on Instagram. Aubrey Marcus and Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I found Is that Is Aubrey
1: on a woman or a man? It's
0: a, it's a man. He's a man. He was the other guy talking in that. He's a very interesting guy, dude. He's I'm like sure a, he
1: is. look at everyone else that he's hung out with well, that are in I, this blue of earth type group. And
0: when I say interesting, I don't mean it in a good way. I mean it in like uh he's like trying to be like some kind of cult leader, some kind of fake shaman. It's yeah, if you it, saw
1: him on the street, you'd be creeped out by him. It's almost Jim
0: Jones esque. Like pretty instead of the uh black um sweatsuit and white Nikes, he just makes everyone like those like beige looking colors that the new age hippies wear. And then there's this rowdy. A little later on Instagram, because I found that with Albi Marcus and Aaron Rodgers, Brandon Marshall. You remember Brandon Marshall? The wide receiver. The wide receiver. Played, what, the, for the Denver Broncos and then went to the Chicago Bears? Uh, and then else. He ah, was around. And then he, he jumped around a while after that. But he was a Jay Cutler. I think him and Jay Cutler set the completion record, c- completions in the game with the Denver Broncos. And then one thing led to another they both ended up on the chicago bears i can't find anyone else anywhere saying this besides brandon marshall now brandon marshall he is uh he's in the media doing something he's got like a podcast or a show he used to
1: work was it on fox or espn he used to to join some of those shows yeah,
0: he's he's he does media stuff i know he's got a big podcast where he sits down with a lot of guys and and they've you know stir, stirred a lot of pots created a lot of waves Made some news. But on Instagram last night, this is after the Aubrey Marcus Aaron Rodgers thing plops. Take a listen to Brandon Marshall, former you know, NFL wide receiver, talking about Aaron Rodgers. The caption on Brandon Marshall video is Aaron. He tags Aaron Rodgers and says Aaron Rodgers retires. And then Brandon Marshall says this last night.
3: I want to be the first to say Salute to Aaron Rodgers for a phenomenal career. You're one of the greatest. You person m- me personally, you're my favorite quarterback ever. Favorite Aaron Rodgers. Congratulations on a phenomenal career. You won a Super Bowl. Hell, I didn't I've never even made it to the playoffs. You should be proud, bro. Your name and your team, that team forever sketched in the history of the NFL. Your kids, 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 kids is going to be able to see that. You want them back-to-back MVPs. I think you won three MVPs. Four. You're phenomenal. It's okay to walk away, bro. There's nothing else left to prove. Go travel the world. Go explore. Go build your family.
0: That's it, Rowdy. What is going on? Brandon Marshall is the only person I have found... On social media, congratulating Aaron Rodgers on retiring. Is he connected? And it's still up on Instagram. He's still is up he on connected
1: th- to these Blue of Earth people too? No.
0: There, there it is. Right on Brandon Marshall's Instagram account. of him, A video of him congratulating Aaron Rodgers on retirement. He posted it 13 hours ago. He posted it around like 5 o'clock. He said, Aaron Rodgers retires. Congratulations. And then... The video I just played you.
1: Well, if Aaron Rodgers walks away and retires, that makes the Packers' decision really easy. <laughs> it makes this whole entire contract stuff really easy.
0: <laughs> what was going on yesterday in the hours of four to six? A complete madness. Uh, this Aubrey Marcus, Aaron Rodgers, Awaken to the Darkness podcast, which drops today. Brandon Marshall saying, You're my favorite quarterback of all time. Congratulations on retirement. Uh, huh? Brian Gudikunst. I got comments from him. He talked. We haven't heard from Rodgers. I don't know what's happening. All I know is uh, things are getting to a fever pitch now, Rowdy. I think things are picking up, or will we really have to wait 14 more days? Happy March, by the way.
1: Yeah, finally, it's March. It's March. We're about two weeks away from free agency.
0: March 15th. That's when, like, the deadline's supposed to be. Wink, wink. Maybe for Aaron Rodgers. What? What is going on in this world? All right. Yeah, the king's right on Twitch. It's not March Madness in college basketball. It's Aaron Rodgers Madness. The madness has begun.
1: All right. Countdown to free agency. March 15th at 3 p.m.
0: That was at 3 p.m., isn't it? (laughs)
3: It sounds like there's already conversations going on that aren't involving me, which are
2: interesting. Um, I think we're constantly evaluating where we are as a football team and what's best for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, those are daily conversations. So um, again, um, we'll move forward and have conversations um, as we go, and, and there'll be a, a point, obviously, yeah, you know, here soon where we're going to have to make some decisions and move forward. It's just time to-
0: As the wheel of cheese turns, it is uh, probably the most dramatic series of the soap opera that is the Green Bay Packers. The writers are working overtime and to figure it out. Our guy bright and early, Mike Clemens. Mike, good morning. Are you down at the uh, NFL Combine?
4: Yep, kicked in yesterday. Goes through Saturday, and uh, a little bit later on, uh, we'll be talking to some of the linebackers, uh, and then they bring in the quarterbacks and. And and later on today, more coaches. Uh, I'm going to hang out for Mike McCarthy, but uh, the Packers were first in. We had a private uh, meeting. It's a traditional thing where uh, some of the you know uh, full-time reporters of the team are allowed to sit down with Brian Goodikens and kind of reassess what happened to the previous season and maybe what he's got on his shopping list for the upcoming draft. Um, now, I, 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 I'm being all sincere here. There was a moment um, standing with Rogers at one of his Wednesday press conferences, and the guy was taking twenty, twenty-two questions, all football. You well, what do you think about the team? Upcoming in the parliament, those kinds of things. Where again, there's an appreciation of a guy who I'm working for football fans to find out what the struggles are with the team and the challenges, the things to look for in Sunday's game. And, you know, this guy is the best in the business. And I and so there has to be an appreciation for that the the information that we get from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And uh and and his patience and, and 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 being good with his time and answering any and all questions. And at the same time I thought this guy's gonna do something again in the offseason to tick me off. And I want to remember this. I want to appreciate how when it's in season, how, you know, how great he is. And, and yet, you know, here we are in this thing where he's holding up the team again. They, he should have called them this weekend before he knew that they were going to have to go before cameras and microphones. Matt Lafleur and his coaching staff is here. Now they're saying, well, you know, we started talking about this during COVID and really there's a lot of this, these things that coaches now can just do over a zoom call Um, They don't really have to be here for all of those sessions, and they can look them up in the library whenever they want to as they're doing their studying and research uh, toward the draft. Uh, But, you know, I I also think Matt LaFleur doesn't want any part. He knew it was going to be 22 questions about Aaron Rodgers, and he doesn't want to get in the middle of it. So Brian (laughs) Gudikins, you sit down with him you know, in the uh, hotel across the street from the convention center in a room that they put off to the side for us, and he's asked, Has he had any or much contact with Aaron Rodgers in, say, the past month? Yeah, there's been some
2: contact back and forth. Um, obviously, he's, he's had some things on his plate. We, you know, th- those discussions have to happen and making sure that it's the right fit. But um, obviously, we know the kind of player that Aaron is. And, um, you know, once we had those conversations, we'll, we'll be able to move forward. We'll have more to say. You
4: sat down no, with Aaron at the end of the season. I mean, what, what was that talk like after the last?
2: It was a great conversation. It was really just about the season and kind of the things that, uh, that happened that uh, went right, went wrong, and um, just more more about the season than it was anything moving forward.
0: Mike, (laughs) do you think uh, Brian Gutekunst was preparing himself by watching an old film when Brett Favre was going through all of this?
4: It's funny you mention that because being here in Indy, on the way down, I remembered one of the very first combines I ever covered, Ebo, was 2005. And uh, Mike Sherman came and talked to us, and no one asked him about the draft. For 15 minutes, he had to t- take questions about: Have you talked to Brett Favre? <laughs> well, what do you think he's going to do? How can we be here in 2023 doing this all over again? <laughs> but we are, we are, and so now Kinst has to do this instead of Ted Thompson, or well, that's before Ted yeah, got yeah, hired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and here we are again. So, uh, yeah. Well, you know, the thing is that Brian was also uh, a young guy in the staff, so. He knew what that transition was like as well. Uh, In the meantime, you know, for the past two years, the GM and the head coach, you know, have done everything they can to get Rodgers to come back. Uh, But everything that Brian said yesterday in the tone was, uh, the guy has to make a decision. And when he comes here, um, you know, uh, it's like he said right there, is it a good fit? You know, is it a good fit? And um, that, that's different. So that, that means that uh, Aaron, the team is going to change now we're moving on and you're going to have to decide if that's something good for you. So the other thing that, you know, he, Brian has changed his answer to is this question. So if Aaron Rodgers is no longer the quarterback, is Jordan love ready to take over?
2: Yeah, I think he's ready to play, and I think he's ready to be an NFL starting quarterback. Um, he's, he's worked really hard. He's shown a lot of progression. Uh, I know he's really eager um, to have that, and I think that's the next step in his progression is, is to play.
0: Now, the tone has kind of changed in Brian Gutekunst about Jordan Love. Usually it's like he would never give you like a solid answer, but now it's like, yeah, he's a starter. I feel like the, like the verbiage has changed. The tone has changed, Mike.
4: Like even he told the national press when asked about it, he says, the next step for Jordan is to play. In other words, you know, he's, he's been the, uh, the, the intern, uh, the apprentice, for three years, and, you know, he's gotten some spots. Maybe, you know, we wish we could have gotten a little bit more last year, but we're convinced that he's, ready, he's qualified to be an NFL starting quarterback. And, then, and after he starts some games and gets a chance to play, then, then the last chapter for him is can he, can he win? You know, can he actually control a game in the fourth quarter and put you over the top in the clutch to win games? And, you know, if you're Brock Purdy, somehow you go 7-0 with that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, if you're most quarterbacks, it's, you know, you're up and down, eh, like Mahomes was just a few years ago before you get that killer thing in the fourth quarter yeah. and you can put a game away. Uh, we, we all know that Aaron Rodgers, is, you know, he still wants Mercedes Lewis. He wants Randall Cobb. Mason Crosby, he talked about Mason Crosby. Uh, Brian Goodican said that well, last year Crosby you know, did a tremendous job on what he went through in terms of having that knee surgery just before uh, training camp and still being able to come back and perform at the level he did. And so he explained that there's probably some weakness that Mason had, but he thinks that that would be okay this year. There was no guarantees, though, that Crosby's coming back. Uh, so he was asked point blank about Alan Lazard because Alan just did an interview the other day. He says, I, I think I'm going to be a free agent. I don't think Green Bay's going to call me back. He thinks he's going to be just like Marquez Valdez Scanling or even Equinemia St. Brown, a former Packer who gets a better deal or offer. Uh, more money and free, uh, and free agency. And, you know, who knows about Tom Clements, the, the quarterback coach. But uh, uh, kids was asked, well, who do you see as the leaders of this team these days? And he said, oh, you know, Jair Alexander, Devondre Campbell, uh, even Quay Walker after a rookie season, Kenny Clark. And he said, and, and Elton Jenkins and Aaron Jones. So basically every guy who's he just restructured their contract, yeah. that's who he, he saw as, as the leaders of the team. Didn't mention, you know, Aaron Rodgers or anybody else at that time. And then he was asked, listen to this carefully. He was asked about what spots on the roster does he need to improve on? Uh, and, and, and this does not sound very good for Mercedes Lewis, Robert Tunyon, or at safety, Adrian Amos.
2: Well, I think, you know, we got a lot of, you know, we got a lot of areas that are unknown right now. You know, right now, I think we we only have a couple, you know, a few tight ends coming back from last year, so there's some some holes there. I think that those guys either got to step into those roles and fill them, or we're going to have to kind of look, you know, other places. Um, you know, our secondary is a little bit unsettled. We've, you know, a couple safeties that were moving on that uh, that were here last year. So, um, but um, yeah, I think you know as a, as a whole, I really like our nucleus coming back. Um, you know, how everything shapes up by the time we get to September, we'll see. Yeah.
0: Is he leaving the little breadcrumb trails? Yeah, Rowdy?
1: Mike, he likes the nucleus coming back in some of those positions, so it sounds like he likes clean slates.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And also, by the way, um, you know, earlier he'd said, um, yeah, we really like this class of tight ends coming up in this year's draft. Oh, okay. Mm, interesting. Oh, right. So, you know, Josiah DeGora, you know, he may be the the new veteran tight end of the team. Now, here's the other thing about, you know, that's great about Combine. If you run around the building and you can chase these guys down the hallway talking to their local reporters, uh, you can get some pretty good information. Like, all right, uh, Rogers comes back but says, hey, you know, if you're not going to bring back my guys, then go ahead, just trade me. And so one obvious place is you think he would reunite with Devontae Adams out in Uh, Las Vegas because they got rid of Derek Carr and there's Josh McDaniels McDaniels guy the the head coach uh, just standing there and so he was asked what kind of quarterback do you want next in Las Vegas?
1: You know look the the goal for us eventually is to have somebody that's going to be here for a long time I think that you know you see the teams that are having success right now uh, in our league I would say in our conference and specifically in our division You know, they're young players that were drafted by their clubs and they're being developed there under the same continuity to evaluate every player at that position, both in the draft uh, and free agency and try to do what we can do to improve the room.
0: Now, if you're a quarterback like Rodgers, do you want to go play for a Josh McDaniels who's an absolute stinker as a head coach, like on the flip side, you know?
4: Well, Josh McDaniel's trying to change that image. He's also trying to buy himself time. And so he'll, he'll tell Mark Davis, uh, listen, man, you know, let's draft a quarterback. It'll save you money. And this is the way you build a team. Um, and, 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 and also that gives him another two or three years <laughs> you know, to extend his contract, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, on the other hand, Mark Davis says no. No, I want what the Buccaneers had. I want what the Rams had. We're hosting the Super Bowl here next year. I want a Super Bowl winner. <laughs> so we'll see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. But oh, so here's another destination. It could for Aaron Rodgers would be New York. Head coach Robert Salah, close friends with uh, Matt Lafleur, uh, great defense that beat you. The Jets beat you in Lambeau Field, and so the general manager Joe Douglas was. Around the other quarter, and you ask him, he he says, "Look, we're already in talks with Derek Carr, who's just 31 years old."
5: Bringing Derek Carr in about a week and a half ago, I can tell you that was a fantastic visit. We uh, really enjoyed spending time with him. Obviously, he's the, he's the only quarterback that I can I can really shed any light on for you guys, uh, since he's the only quarterback that's a free agent. You know, I can say that uh, he left a he left a strong impression with everybody.
0: Well, Mike, I mean, the, the Jets, they say they could make Derek Carr a Hall of Famer, get him to a Super Bowl. Or what about Rodgers? That dude's is a Hall of Famer and has Super Bowl pedigree. So, well, I mean, I don't, what are the Jets talking about, you know? On one hand, they say one thing. On the other hand, there's another guy out there that's got the pieces they want.
4: Yeah, well, I don't know of what Aaron is, the way he's conducted himself the last two or three years in the off season, maybe some of these teams are saying, you know what, we don't want a part of that. We don't want a part of that. Here's something interesting, guys, that uh, this is the great reasons why we come and cover things like it's Super Bowl week or down here at the Combine is that, you know, you ask guys like they cover the Patriots and saying, you know, so, you know, Brady's, this is it, right? He's really retired. And one guy said, you know, um, I was going over some of my old Brady stuff, and it, when he was 29 years old, Somebody asked him, how long do you want to play? And he said, "Till I'm 45. And people laughed then. But he, whenever he was asked, he would say, oh, maybe until I'm 45. And by God, he played till he was 45. <laughs> six, six, seven years ago, Aaron Rodgers was asked, how long do you want to play? He said, eh, maybe to 40. Maybe to 40. If he comes back for one more year this year, he'll, he'll be 40. And so there's sometimes, you know, that the point to that is that these guys might have a personal goal. And, I, you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers has got a personal goal. And despite, you know, four days in the darkness, he may say, I want at least one more year to, to get to that mark as a player. And mm-hmm. so in the meantime, the Buccaneers are out looking for a quarterback. Would they take Aaron Rodgers? Well, you talk to GM Jason Light, and he already made his move two years ago in the second round. He took uh, the Florida quarterback, Kyle Trask, and he says that's what he's doing. That's his plan
2: yeah we're very excited about Kyle very excited about him getting an opportunity to be the starter would be very comfortable with that excited use that word already but really am uh, for him to get a chance to be with the starters in in off season, starters uh, in training camp starters in preseason um, which he's never done you know he was a successful quarterback in the SEC I mean wildly successful we took him in the second round for a reason um, we didn't take him just to in the second round, just to be a you know a third string quarterback. Now, as yet to be seen what he turns out to be, but we're confident that it's going to be very good.
0: Mike, a lot of things to figure out down there in India. I'll tell you that one. My question for you, besides all the awesome reporting you're doing and Bill Michael's show, Grant Show, my show, will you be having a video of you posting the forty yard dash when it all comes said and done?
4: Uh, gee, I forgot my tie and my suit coat. You know, <laughs> otherwise I could I could race rich. Yeah, no forties no for me. Thank hey, you very much.
0: Hey, Mike! Unbelievable stuff! Great stuff! Thanks for giving us a peek in and uh, awesome. You'd have breakfast with Goody to hear all that unfold and share it with us. Uh, if you can make sense of it all, if you do make sense of it all, with Rogers, call right back in. We're gonna try and figure it out ourselves. Okay, my
4: man. I, I, I joke with Goody. I said. One guy said, would you ever you know, do a four-day darkness retreatment? And he said, "He what do you think i do just before the draft? I'm in a dark room watching <laughs> tape, man. Right, no kidding. As, as he was packing up his bag, he said, how much do you think that
0: costs? It's one of those things you've got to ask. You can't afford it, I think, unless you're in the right. NFL, yeah. Mike, good stuff, man.
4: Enjoy Indy, all right? Thanks, Rowdy. Thanks, to you both.
0: Appreciate it. Bye. See you, buddy. One more day away till the Badgers take on the fifth-ranked Purdue Boilermakers, who is scuffling a little bit here uh, at the end of the year as they lost to Indiana on Saturday, and then they don't play again till tomorrow at the Kohl Center. I, I don't know, Rowdy, a team coming off what? They've lost, is it three of their last four? Two of their last four? Something or there, I have to go look. Uh, a team coming in like they're, they're scuffling a little bit. Good news or bad news for the Badgers, who are also you know coming off a loss to Michigan?
1: Well, I guess you'd rather play... A, a Purdue team that is as good as this Purdue team is when they're scuffling, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you were ever going to play them, you'd rather play them now than when they were extremely well, hot.
0: Yeah. You just hope they're not grumpy, but they are on the road. So you know, they've got some time to think about their losses.
1: Yeah, Purdue's schedule here, they are 1-3 in three in their last yes. four, or they are... Two and four in their last six.
0: Okay. So, I mean, yeah, scuffling a little bit down the stretch here. uh, Their their only
1: wins in those six games were home against Ohio State. They destroyed Ohio State. Yeah, they murdered them. And home against Iowa where they won by double digits as well. But, yeah, basically in that six-game stretch, lost at Indiana, won against Iowa, lost at Northwestern, lost at Maryland, Won at home against Ohio State, then lost at home to Indiana again. All
0: right. Uh, we've got some breaking news for the Packers momentarily. Give me a second. Also, here. I
1: would say this, though. This, out of those six teams, the only team that Wisconsin is better than is Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> like, all those other teams are, are firmly in the tournament. Yes. Wisconsin, f- first four in.
0: or oh, Sorry, was it last four in for Wisconsin? Excuse me. They're in the tournament. Barely. We'll see what happens come, uh, come tomorrow. 8 o'clock tip at the Cole Center. And then there's this for the Badgers. Uh, RJ had sent this to us. It was about, uh, let's see here, uh, two days ago. Uh, let's see here. Tyler Wall and Chucky Hepburn both signed an NIL deal with Mueller Sports Medicine. And RJ uh, had pointed this out, do you sign an NIL deal if you're not coming back next season? I. e. Tyler Wall. Or I guess we'd say Chuckie Hepburn too, if you wanted to, I guess, transfer. Rowdy, do you sign an NIL deal if you're not coming back? Or you just maybe it's a quick cash grab. Because Tyler
1: Wall still can use that what, his his COVID year? Yeah, he's got because he was a freshman in that nineteen twenty season yeah. where they had the COVID stoppage and the no march badness. Mm-hmm. So he technically does have one free covid year left to come back and play. And I guess his decision would be would I rather go back and try and hone my skills at Wisconsin or do I take what I have now and go overseas?
0: Yeah, because we know this as Badger fans, a lot of Badger basketball players, what do they do? They go overseas and they make a damn good career out of it. I mean, you can make a you can carve out a nice little career and get a lot of money. By playing in, I mean, hell, how many times we hear a Badger playing in, like, Lithuania or something, you know? Uh, I think Brad Davison's right there in Lithuania right I now. I think
1: Jordan Taylor is still playing overseas.
0: Yeah, like, there's still Badgers. I, uh, is Mike Brusewitz might still be playing overseas. I know, he, I know he'd been overseas, like, his entire, you know, after a collegiate career. And he'd been raking in the dough. Um, you know, we've had him on the show many times talking about how he loves traveling the world, seeing all the sights and sounds, playing the game that he loves, and making good money doing it. Uh, Tyler Wall, though, signed a, like I said, an NIL deal. So did Chucky Hepburn. So uh, looking at it, I think maybe you would lean that Tyler Wall would be coming back again, which uh, that's a good thing for the Badgers, is it not? I know he's kind of hasn't played up to his level before the ankle injury, but a, a Tyler Wall, a very seasoned Tyler Wall back for the Badgers will be good for next year. And then you get some of those new recruits in, too. I can't wait to see what happens. The Gus bus, baby. I mean, I don't think it can be a bad
1: thing for the
6: Badgers. No, no, no.
1: It, it keeps it solid, you know? Not bad at all. There definitely, if Tyler Wall decides to leave, there definitely is is a hole mm-hmm. behind Stephen Crowell. Because what you have, for young big men that have played this year, you'd have Carter Gilmore. But we know what Carter Gilmore is. He's been
0: getting good minutes lately, actually.
1: He'll be he'll be a senior. hmm Then you have Marcus Ilver, who would be technically what? A third year sophomore. And then you would have Chris Hodges, who would technically be a second year, or sorry, a third year sophomore. Yeah. And then you bring in Gus Yeldon and and some of the other young recruits.
0: I can't wait for the Gus bus, dude. I'm pumped for Gus bus. Uh, And, you know, the the growth of one Connor Asijan as well. Uh, Greg Gard was at the media yesterday, Badgers head coach. And uh, he was asked, you know, has he spoken with Tyler Wall about potentially coming back for a fifth year? Take a listen to Gardo.
5: Here. We've had a little conversation with Tyler, but again, until that day comes once, you know, hopefully that's down the road a few weeks that we'll dive deeper into it. And he's going to graduate here in May and the conversation of grad school and all that's already in, in motion. So he's in a good place. I just want to let him carry out these next two, plus the Big Ten tournament, plus whatever happens after that.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's in Guard's place to uh, announce Tyler Wall's decision. So good for Gardo for you know holding it close to the vest, but already you know they've already had conversations. And then Guard was asked you know on what Tyler Wall means to UW as potentially playing his last home game coming up here against Purdue.
5: He epitomizes you know what you think of just. Blue collar, tough, hard nosed. You know, he's a Swiss Army knife defensively. In terms of his ability to guard multiple positions, I think his leadership ability has grown as as he's become more comfortable in that role. Still, he leads best by example. His work ethic on the court, his work ethic in the weight room is elite, and that shows with how he's you know developed as a player.
0: What are you, Tyler Wall guy? What was, it, what was it described as a poor man's? Ethan Yeah, Happ? he's a
1: poor man's Ethan Happ. Like he's a solid college basketball player.
0: Now, before the ankle injury, he was he was crushing. After the ankle injury, you know, I mean, he's he's looked a little better now as of late. But that, like, ankle, if you are Greg ankle Gard, injury, spent the Brewers kind of spiraling a little bit. If
1: you're Greg guard, you're the Badgers coaching staff. You're a Badger fan. You want him back. Yes, like he hasn't been a problem in the, the locker room. Like, remember with the Dimitri Trice, Nate Reavers, like that group of, of guys? Oh, yeah. It was like you were, as a fan base, you were starting to get tired of it. You're like, oh, you remember. know, I don't even care if we have a down season next year. We just need some fresh blood. We need remember. we need new blood into the program. We want something else. Yes. I don't think anyone feels that way when you're talking about Tyler Wall. No, not at like, all. Like, you would welcome him back with open arms, no, no problem. Correct. If, if anything... He's going to be the exact same player that he was the last couple years, and he gets to kind of help groom the Gus Yellins of the world, who's supposed to be the big-time four-star recruit that's coming in. That's a big man just like Tyler Wall. Yep.
0: Yeah. And now, you know, that ankle injury. Literally, I think you could pinpoint the season a little bit when Tyler Wall got that ankle injury. I mean, the Badgers were balling. He gets the ankle injury, and then they seem just kind of like they took a step back. Well, that's where
1: the depth comes into play. Yeah.
0: Big time, and there is no depth on that bench. Gardo was asked, you know, the mental anguish Wall went through with his injury, was it even more difficult to overcome than the physical?
5: What you missed has bothered you, specifically if it doesn't go well for the team while you're out. You feel somewhat responsible for that, like you could have saved the day in some regards or helped in in some way, shape, or form. So I think the mental anguish of it is as big sometimes as the physical, and how do you overcome that and fight your way through it?
0: So, yeah, I and mean, there's got a little peek into the injury, and, and it obviously affected the Badgers. Um, there's there's no way getting around it. Uh, the season itself, though, you know, we talked about before the ankle injury, Badgers were winning a lot of close games. Hell, they were almost all the close games. It was like five points or less they were crushing. Now they're losing a lot of games, and it's not even close anymore.
1: Don't you feel a little bit nervous if Tyler Wall doesn't come back? Yes. Because we're talking about depth. And when he went down again, it was it was Carter Gilmore playing thirty-five minutes, Marcus Ilver was getting like fifteen minutes, Chris Hodges was getting a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. But you think about you take Tyler Wall off of this team for next year, I already said like Carter Gilmore is is gonna be a senior, he'll be a fourth year player. Ilvers will be a third year sophomore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hodges would be a third year sophomore. They've been in the program for three years. Yeah. like, And you're still seeing that they're a liability when they come in and play. Now, it's my opinion that I think if Marcus Ilvers put on some weight and grew defensively, he could be a player for you. He, he can handle the basketball and seems like he's got a decent shot. Yeah, I don't have much to say about Chris Hodges. I don't think there's a ton there. Jury's out.
0: And but then might, you'd in, be you'd
1: mm. be relying you'd be relying on like a Gus Yeldon to come in and play at a pretty high level if you don't get much growth from those two as a true freshman.
0: Now is that too much to expect from a a new freshman of coming in here? You see, Connor Sejan stepping up to the occasion. And what's college basketball now? You get these guys that are you know seniors in high school. They're balling in AAU, and all of a sudden they're already making noise in NCAA.
1: Yeah, but that's not everybody. And a lot of those flashy players that you talk about like that, they're they normally to going to the NBA in a year or two. <laughs> now, a lot of the big men that have come in and played, now this isn't necessarily Stephen Crowell, but like Tyler Wall was playing a lot of minutes as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Ethan Hap as a, as a true freshman, I was hearing from people that he was actually giving Frank Kaminsky problems in practice. Like they knew he yeah. was going yep. to be really good. Hearing all that We're too. talking about... Guys that are going to be third year players and they can hardly, their liability is playing more than five minutes a game. Yeah. Like, obviously, the progression's not there with some of the guys that turned out to be good players for Wisconsin. If Tyler Wall doesn't come back and they're forced into playing big time minutes and Yeldon isn't ready, it's Stephen Crowell. Yep. Big Steve. And he, and what happens? What's when, been going on this season, big And Steve? what happens when like a, a Edie comes back for Purdue, and he's he's literally has to play down low against two of Purdue's big men, and he's probably going to get in foul trouble. And when he goes to the bench, good night. Yeah, good night, Michelle. Like, how are you going to stop a team like that, Edie? That That's where lot. you're going to try and start to come up with ways to keep it within twenty. There's one big freakazoid. He is a
0: hulking man like
1: I I have I I think they're they're actually set pretty pretty well at the guard position Chucky Hepburn you'd imagine comes back Connor yeah. is comes back Max Klesmet was a nice pickup Kamari McGee has shown that he can play a few minutes Jordan Davis more defensive but we've seen him catch fire in a couple of games you know if he's like your fourth fifth rotational guard yeah you're probably all right and then again they're bringing in uh, what was it Blackwell from Michigan. That's supposed to be a really good guard. Again, you feel all right there. It's the big man. And it was the big man this year too, but you had Tyler wall. (laughs) Now that it's a question mark. oof. Oof we're like seriously coming into the season. The last two years they've been picked ninth and 10th. Yep.
0: Now they bucked the trend. They bucked it last year because they had Johnny Davis.
1: And if you look at where the Wisconsin Badgers are at currently, they're 11th, eight and 10 in the big 10 they're really not going to move up. You look at all the teams that are right there ahead of them in the big 10 standings, all those teams that are at 10 and eight, they don't even own the tiebreakers. If those no. two teams lost both games, the teams that are immediately ahead of them, Illinois, they lost two twice. Yep. Michigan, Michigan state. Stayed. They lost to the only Ru- game they played Rutgers. Rutgers. They lost to the, only. they aren't going to be able to move up in the big 10 standings. Their best case scenario is, is staying where they are and not losing ground to Nebraska or Penn State. Now, they have the tiebreaker with Penn State. They don't with Nebraska, but they're pretty much slotted in at that 10th, 11th spot.
0: So you're going to need a win tomorrow night to say, okay, we're in the NCAA tournament. Or you have a loss, then you beat Minnesota, and then you need two or three games well, in the big I'm tournament. just
1: thinking about next year. Where are, the, where are the writers going to pick them next year if Tyler Wall leaves? You're already locked into, what, 10th, 11th right now. Yeah. You can't really say that the roster, if it's clearly just Wall leaving and only bringing in those three freshmen. Mm-hmm. Who knows what happens in the transfer portal? Wisconsin hasn't been a huge active gotta get player better. in the Wisconsin get in the, the transfer, transfer portal. portal. Like, who's their best transfer portal to grab?
0: Uh, Probably
1: Klesmit or Chris Vote the yeah. year before.
0: Klesmit, yeah, Chris. But
1: but let's just say, for example, they they stay on the same pace they were on their portal. Okay, you get a good rotational player.
0: Yeah,
1: that good rotational player A isn't going to fill in for Tyler Wall, and it's basically the same team. This team could finish lower than where they're at this year. And there's not a a whole lot of spots to go lower. No. I mean, only
0: below Wisconsin is Nebraska, Ohio State, and Minnesota. That's it.
1: Clearly, that's why guard seat has gotten hot, especially from fans this year.
0: Oh, yeah. Last night, went to the Sylvie. Bob Weir, one of the founding members... The one still remaining of the Grateful Dead was there, sold out show. It was uh, it was awesome. I'll say that. Getting up this mer- uh, morning was a little tough. I went with Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show, and there was a, a little contention with Grant and I about you know. Well, we have to talk about you know our beloved teams here in Wisconsin, and we were in uh, our suite, the suite that we have here, Midwest Family Broadcasting, and Rowdy in the suite. I don't know if you've seen it when you've been in there. There is a TV. So what did we have on while Bob Weir was jamming? The Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks last night came from a double-digit deficit. Came storming back and beat the Brooklyn Nets 118-104. Giannis Adedekumbo was game-high 33 points. He was throwing down some sick dunks. And this is after he missed the game previous because of a right quad contusion. Giannis injured his wrist in the game before the All-Star break, played 30 seconds in the All-Star game, was listed as doubtful in the return against the Heat, then started, got his right quad contusion, missed a game, then came back to the lineup again to help Bucks win 15 in a row. Giannis Adendokounmpo, this guy is not human, Rowdy. I don't even know how to describe Giannis anymore. He is a machine. He is like if the Terminator, the T-1000... Or T one hundred, whichever one Arnold was, uh, in the first movie, was a good guy instead of a bad guy. T two, he turns good. But Giannis is a freak, dude. Ready? Yeah, people are saying
1: that uh, the Bucks have yet to peak.
0: Oh, I mean, they, I mean, yeah, not not everyone's healthy. They're just out there. Chris Middleton's still not his full self yet. They've only won fifteen in a row. Yeah, they haven't even peaked. Oh, and by the way. Your Milwaukee Bucks, who have won 15 in a row, as uh, Rowdy and I both just said, are a uh, half game up on the Celtics for first place in the Eastern Conference, a team that has yet to peak. To quote Dennis Reynolds from It's Always Sunny, I haven't even begun to peak.
1: And Middleton played a nice game last night and only played half a game. 23 minutes. I mean, 7 of 13 from the field, 3 of 7 from 3. Chipped in 18 points, 6 assists, Mm -hmm. grabbed a few boards. Your Milwaukee Bucks, my friends.
0: And Grant and I did have it on while in the suite listening to Bob Weir. I will say not much attention was on the TV. It was more on the, uh, the, one of the last holdouts of the Grateful Dead. And the people watching was incredible.
1: If Drew Holiday keeps playing the way that he's been playing the last year and a half, Shoot, is out. he the Bucks number two?
0: God, he has been a,
1: in this turmoil,
0: this time of turmoil, when there's been Giannis and Chris Middleton in and out and injuries, he has been the constant of the guy
1: that's just crushing I mean, yeah, right now for sure, Rowdy. Like he's he's an all star. Yeah, and he's been playing like it for the last year and a half for the Bucks when Chris Middleton got hurt last year, and then obviously them working Chris Middleton back in this year. Yeah,
0: uh, Kinger on Twitch. King says my only fear is that they are too hot before the playoffs.
1: Dude, it's the NBA. the The season starts in October and ends in June. King, they haven't
0: even had their like full collection of guys like healthy and ready. They, again, they haven't even begun to peak. <laughs>
1: The funny thing about are the Bucks too hot? They still have months left to play. Like they could lose. They could lose the next ten games. Hey, it's it's Happy March. By the way, it's March first. Rowdy, when do the NBA uh, finals conclude? June. It's March first. And if you decide June, to get, if you decide to get in a bubble, like what? Late July, early August. Yeah. You better away. Uh, are they too hot? It, it's plenty it's of June. Time to lose games here.
0: It's June. Let's just. June is when the finals are. All right. We're going to get the Brewers uh, momentarily. Also get into uh, the, the Packers. But first, uh, let's see here. Yeah, line one. Who's this?
3: Terry from the North side. The king
0: of the North. What's up, Terry?
3: Evil, did you get my
0: text last night? Uh, so I was at a concert last night, Terry. I was a little preoccupied. Let me see here. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, I got it. Can I read it? Can I read it?
3: Absolutely. Will you please do it?
0: Yeah, a little DM on the Facebook machines. Are Bucks having trouble selling out Scott Walker Stadium? Uh, I was just seen buying one ticket, get one free. Oh, my God.
3: I didn't advertise five times last night. So, Nelson, here's my question to you. Yeah. You The computer with. Yeah, Nelly. Will you go on the Buck ticket site and see are the Buc- I know there's a, like a series of games like Indiana, the Bulls, Charlotte. I mean, it can list obviously all second division teams. So obviously those tickets are not sold out. No. Nelson, will you go to the Buck Ticket site and see, are do the Bucks are the Bucks in like in about a ten game stretch offering buy one ticket get one free for the same? No, Terry.
0: I will say this: if you were watching last night, I'm wondering it was in Brooklyn.
3: Yeah, but I'm talking about home games. Okay. Obviously, okay. Like I do not know if
1: you were watching last night. Maybe got. Well, I know, think just issues. in general, it's probably just like a Brewer game during the week when you're playing, unless you have like a marquee matchup. I feel like getting a half-packed stadium is probably pretty solid. But
0: oh, Ter, we had our guy Enzo calling yesterday at around eight twenty, and he said that buck ticket prices are getting like outrageous. Like, like you need a small bank yeah. loan. Yeah, to if there was winning. a big they matchup
1: on the weekend, I'm sure that's pretty close to sold out. Yeah,
3: But Ter. They have to. You're winning. And I'm, I'm Nelson, I totally disagree with you. I think the yeah, NBA no. second half is weak. And uh, you know what? If I were really a Buck fan, I put. Ebo, well, let me ask you this. Would you put $1,000 down at 10 to 1 odds that the Bucks will win out?
0: Win every single game before the playoffs?
3: Yeah. No. Up to right, right now the playoffs, 10 to 1 odds at $1,000. No. Would you make
0: no. that bet? No. I would not.
3: What? I mean, really, take the look. I would take the bet. It, yeah, is, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make the, the
0: bet. I would Jersey. take the bet.
3: You know, I call him New Jersey. But to me, <laughs> I mean... New, New Jersey, did New you. Jersey even go to the basket in the well, fourth quarter? last. Of well, course, you were busy watching. Yeah, yeah, I was
0: I was watching some Grateful Dead and Deadheads, like, take acid and pass on.
3: Because one of the conversations, a buddy of mine called me last night, and he says, he thinks right now Giannis is in the same breath as Michael Jordan.
0: No, I mean, Giannis is, dude. Giannis is the man. I, when I was watching Terry, because there was an intermission as well, and we were watching beforehand because the Bucks started at what, six or six thirty or whatever it was, and the concert didn't start till late. Giannis was a, like a steamroller heading to the basket and just throwing down. It was awesome.
3: Is it safe to say then, right now, at in the same point of the career, Giannis is in the same point as Michael Jordan? Mm-hmm. I would say. I forget no. about the titles. I don't, I don't want to. I don't care about the titles. Is Giannis on the floor every bit as good? As is, is Michael Jordan was with the Bulls. How
0: old was when when Mike won his first title? Was it twenty seven or twenty eight when he won his first?
3: I, I I I don't know. I I know I know. Um, I know it was later in his twenties. Kid then when Boston had Bird McHale and. Um, and uh, he was hurt, and he come back for the playoffs. I'm of, I, I think he had a think he was twenty was fifty.
0: Because Giannis won yeah, his when and, he was twenty six. I think that's the same. I think that was the same as well, my. Just Jordan, in general, I would
1: say the the skill sets aren't necessarily the same. Are they both superstars? Yes, maybe in
0: what the aspect. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't think you're t- Terry. Are you talking about the same skill set or the same like kind of aura around them?
3: What do you mean to the NBA up to you know for jersey sales? All you know, jersey sales today are different than they are with yeah. Jordan was there. You know, I mean Jordan. Uh, to me, Jordan's jerseys a ninety-four bags of Rose Bowl. You can't go ten feet without finding one. <laughs> you know, and there's still ninety-four bags of Rose Bowl shirts got everywhere you look. Same with um, yeah. Jordan. And, 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 and
1: light so, Levi
0: jeans Terry, and light New Balance in, shoes.
1: In the aspect of playing, but I just like just as long as Giannis me. is healthy, he's like a Michael but Jordan in the sense that you're going to have a shot you've at got winning. A team
3: that's got the best record in the NBA right now, and. You have to offer two for one, so I can understand if you're the Chicago. No, I don't know. if They're offering
0: two for ones or not? I'd have to go find when that. Guys, but
3: really, because the one thing I respect about you guys, it's a true. Well, it's, it's a, a week cute. night in a regular season NBA. Really it's like, I'm just curious.
0: Do, do people really care about a, a week night?
3: Last night, I mean. But again, it was games like Indiana, the Bulls, Charlotte. I mean, it wasn't. Um, like the Philadelphia game coming up here in a couple of days. I, I think Boston's coming in again. It was not one of those games were not included in that one-for-one. One.
1: Yeah, it's it's low-level middling teams. It's like the, those aren't the teams that everyone comes out to see when you have
0: a but Celtic game. why
3: would you game, sell all those? My point is when you're winning – and you're going to be a championship team. Well, I mean, look at Don't look at how the NBA is
0: too. In Michael Jordan's era, Terry, they're not doing load management and sending out all their all stars for you know games on that. Now, if you go to a game, especially near the end of the season, you got a team that's either uh, bad or a team that has know what they're locked in at. Are they really going to be playing their all stars? They'll be doing load management. Like that, it's, a, no, it's a whole no different NBA that. now. I'll
3: be honest with you. I'm just at you here. Yeah, yeah. I took my son maybe ten times to go see Michael Jordan play in Milwaukee um, against the Bucks. And I've probably seen him play three quarters when the Bulls came to Milwaukee in the 10 times they took him. Because the Bulls were so far ahead. Jordan, a lot of times, was, was out early. You know, the Bulls, you know, the Bulls were so dominating back then. The Bucks were so bad. So, I mean, yeah, so I mean, the same thing may happen um, anytime you, you pay money to go see a superstar. Well, for example, the, just recently with Phoenix, some people may have paid the Bucks to see Durant, and he didn't show up. You know, they didn't be I mean, that happens in sporting events, guys. You know, you pay the big bucks because
0: you love the team, not to see an individual, right? So Terry, um to answer like for the money side of things, so uh Mark Lazary, uh, now going to be a former owner of the Bucks, he's selling twenty five percent of his stake to the Haslam group of the Browns, right? Oh, so correct. they had to do a valuation of the Bucks. So Jimmy Haslam's gonna pay three hundred and was it or eight hundred and seventy five million dollars for Lazarus stake. The bucks are valued. Just currently, as $3.5 billion, they are, with that valuation, makes them the second highest in NBA history, only behind the Phoenix Suns, who are worth $4 billion. So with this new arena and Giannis and all the yeah, winning, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're now the second highest valued team in the NBA behind the Phoenix Suns.
3: Yeah, there's no question. That franchise has been given a lot of so, free gifts. But I don't know if like a ticket special night is going to be really hurting them. It's now going to Las Vegas with LeBron to start a new team, taking all the money. That was saved to keep the franchise here in in, in wisconsin he's taken the money and run and i just think and i'm personally upset about that maybe nobody else cares but uh you know to well, me yeah. again herb cole and, and again this is why i respect uh the former buck announcer when he says he puked the last time he left scott walker arena <laughs> you know is when he said when herb cole's name was not on that floor instead of scott walker's name and that's still the biggest insult that can happen but you know what i guess when you're winning nobody cares about the, the little things again. They, when you're valued at 3.5 oh, bill hey,
0: people hey. are saying hey good job
3: you know pat them on the back and say whatever you know but i, I don't know Taylor, anyway we love you buddy have a good day go cubs
1: Smooches. oh hey t- terry terry oh no, john john messaged in and says they did a flash sale last night where you could pick one of five games get a two for one for all week night games they're just trying to fill the upper level for weeknight
0: games. Yeah, it's I mean, it's regular season NBA in a weeknight. Which guess. is... And
1: t- uh, Terry said, go Cubs. Uh, we're going to get to this after our relief pitcher coming up here. I mean, doesn't that make sense? It, yeah, totally. It's like, okay, we're playing Charlotte on a Wednesday night. Yeah, let's try and fill the upper bowl. Yeah, not everyone's going out. There's yeah. no one on Charlotte worth watching, especially with, lo, what, LaMelo Ball fractured his yeah, ankle? Yeah, he's out rest of the year. Who, who do you want to go watch yeah. for Charlotte? That might be a night where Milwaukee... Rest yeah, a Giannis. Yeah, totally. Or you, you get like 10 minutes play. out of them or something. You know? Your second best player holiday, rest. Like, they're just trying to get people there.
0: Uh, Terry, you said go Cubs. I'll say a retort with fly the L. The now, Brewers beat the Cubs yesterday in spring the Bucks training. The
1: made it to the playoffs and people weren't selling out the stadium. Then there'd be an issue. Then there's an issue. Then there's an issue.
0: There's an issue. Let's go to line two. Good morning. Who's this?
6: Uh, this is Daniel.
0: D- D- hang on a second. Daniel, are you calling from a different device or number or something? No. Oh, you didn't come up on line four. You're in line two. So bizarre. Hey, Daniel, what's up, man?
6: Hey, um, anytime you get onto the Bucks, you know I gotta. Oh, it's your calling card, baby. Throw in my two cents there um, to answer Terry. You pretty you did it pretty well there. It's because it's crap teams that aren't that don't matter in April, right? Yes, so yes, yes. That's that's why they're not um, why they're not in um, demand. Although. If they continue on this win streak, they might be in demand. Because if you're if you're at twenty, I think their I think their uh, franchise record is twenty straight wins.
0: I think you're right. You have to go look at that. Yeah.
6: If you start getting close to that number, you might you, you might see some people there just to be a part of history or whatever it is. You remember? Yep. Tw- uh, yep.
0: It, 71 The Bucks had twenty wins in a row. Uh,
6: but I remember maybe it was like six or seven years ago. Um, I went to the Bradley Center when I was in college uh, to watch the Bucks break up the Warriors' streak. Oh, and they that? did it! And they did it! And they did it! Yeah, we, that's when the Bucks like, sucked. That's, that's when we had like twenty-four and one T-shirts <laughs> and all this stuff.
0: Was it like John um, Henson? Who else would be on the team? Young Giannis.
6: It was Young Giannis, Young Chris, Ersan Ilyasova. Um, yep, like it was. It was. I mean, they were like. Miles Plumley. You know, that, was, that was their first year. That was the first year when people were like, okay, these bucks could be good maybe yeah. in five years. Right? It, uh, but, yeah, you, you might see more people in the stands just because of the, the history aspect. Sure. But, yeah, totally. Um, but they're still not healthy. Like, no. That's, that's, what, that's what's crazy is, is they're still not healthy. They're still, like, they're still load managing people's injuries and not, like, not just giving people day off. Yeah, for no reason. But like, Chris has his knee. You know, Bobby's coming back from a knee. Um, Jay Crowder hasn't played in a year. You know what I mean?
3: So, (laughs) yep. um,
6: I mean, Giannis is banged
0: up, but still playing. You know, it's you know, it's it's
6: all. I I, like I said. I I think I said a couple weeks ago or something. Watching Giannis's knee bend the other way, and then he comes back a week later.
0: He's not human. He's he's a cyborg. You know.
6: I don't view any Giannis injury as like no. As, as the way that I would view it for anybody else. I mean, you know, LeBron tweaks his ankle and he's out for like a I heard a it month. pop.
0: I heard it pop. You know? I heard it pop. It's, I'm done. Yeah. Giannis hears like, like, it I- pop multiple times. He's like, I'll be fine.
6: Yeah, this is like I need I need a four minute break and I'll I'll be back in there <laughs> Yeah. On seven footers.
0: He's like, let me make some kind of innuendo about my life on Instagram quick. I'll be right back. All right.
6: <laughs> Dan did you see, huh? I'm sorry. Did you did you see what he said about Kevin Durant?
0: Yeah, he's got to keep chasing super super teams that win championships.
6: He's <laughs> and then, honest is the then man. Shannon Shannon Sharp lost him like just <laughs> lost it on him in his show yesterday. Yes, he's, he's like, why would you say that about KD? He's way better than you'll ever be. It's like, okay. It's
1: like, all right, Shannon Sharp, go fight John Morant's dad well, already. The only right? thing I'm <laughs> gathering is maybe Shannon Sharp is courtside at a Bucs game trying to fight Giannis. Yeah, I'd take
0: Giannis down. in that one.
1: Sorry to, sorry to
0: Uncle Shannon there. <laughs> hey, Daniel, you're the man, brother. Good stuff on the Bucs.